It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. We're back. I was looking at maybe some upsets in September on the SEC schedule. Um, one that could be in play is Mississippi State at uh, LSU. Um, Bama, Arkansas don't play until October 1, but we know that that's, uh, that's a stretch, to say the least. But, um, hmm. you know, Tennessee's looming, too. Uh, against Florida. We've got uh, Michael Katz, Ole Miss insider, djournal.com. He joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. Katz, let's talk QB1, baby. All right, Luke Altmeyer and uh, Jackson Dart, do you have anything more uh, over the last few days as far as far as the battle for number one in Oxford? You know, it's uh, it's like every time you think you're you're getting a read on it, it it, it just kind of evens itself out. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, Lane Kiffin has has given the the company line of you know it's back and forth, and uh, you know sometimes they do really good things and sometimes they do really bad things. But uh, I mean, from what we have been there for, I mean, it is really I really do think it is neck and neck in that regard. Um, this, they make some. You know, Jackson Dart will make some jaw-dropping throws. Um, you know, he's, he's he's known as a deep ball thrower, and, and he makes some pretty impressive uh, throws down the field. And and then he'll you know he'll turn the ball over, and Luke Altmaier will be making some nice throws, and then he'll turn the ball over, or uh, he'll you know get sacked, or you know whatever it is. Um, you know, I, I I do think part of it is uh, I you know I, I do think the defense is maybe not getting enough credit for, for making things tough right now on, uh, on, on the quarterbacks. Do you think the defense is going to be quite good? Um, Hold on, stop real season. quick. All right. This- so you're, you're bought, you're sold that this deep, 
like they played really well the last five or six games of the season. And I think we all, I don't know if y'all did, but I kind of overlooked that they were the reason why they ended up punching their ticket to the Sugar Bowl. I mean, it was that and Corral was just carrying everything on offense. The offense was not that good down the stretch. Defense was. Uh, you, you feel like, and kind of the buzz and what you're hearing, that this defense could be even better this year than they were the last five, six games of last year? I think it's, you know, obviously when you when you lose guys like Sam Williams and Chance Campbell and the sorts of guys they lost, you're always a little bit worried in terms of personnel. But uh, they've, you know, like they did with the whole team, they've revamped things, they've retooled, they've reloaded. I think it's a really deep defense, yeah, and obviously there's some questions, you know, particularly linebackers, the one everybody's kind of talking about, just with not a lot of, you know, proven SEC-type guys, but... Um, you know, everywhere on the defense, there's playmakers. That secondary, I think, is is, is going to be a strength. There's a lot of bodies on the defensive line, and that's something that, you know, the coaching staff has really kind of been trying to improve was, uh, you know, depth up front. I, I you know, is it is it going to take another two touchdown, you know, leap in terms of scoring? Probably not, because then I think that would make it like 11 points per game. Uh, but you know, I, I do think there is, it's got a chance to put up the sorts of you know, numbers and the kind of impact it had last year. I, I especially think, you know, early in the season where, you know, the quarterbacks are still kind of, uh, you know, they are both sophomores and, you know, it's not going to be the steady hand that Corral was. Uh, I think leaning on the running game and and uh, and the defense is probably going to be a pretty safe way to go. So if you had to call it today, you mentioned that they're they're both talented but inconsistent and young. Uh, they haven't really played a lot. Um, this league is five times better than the Pac-12, or maybe more. Um, How about the Big Ten? What about the Big Ten? Uh, USC's a Big Ten school now, right? Uh, that's true, yeah. Your Southern Cal Trojans are now a Big Ten school. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, so having said all that, uh, if you had to bet a meal at Bure on it right now, <laughs> what, which way would you go? Or a good bottle it's of really hard. It really, <laughs> it, it really does go back and forth. I mean, almost every day I'm there, but um, you know, it, it, it's it's hard for it, you know, not to see it being Jackson Dart just because um, you know I, I know you know I'll put it this way: they're not going to play the guy who is worse, you know, and if if one is clearly you know, worse in their eyes. They're not going to play that guy just because he's, you know, got accolades or whatever. And, you know, Lane Kiffin said as much yesterday. But um, I, I think that when you're looking at, like, the dynamics and in terms of what a guy can bring to an offense, I just think there's an added element that Dart brings in terms of, yeah, you know, he might – he might make you frustrated with that with a throw that gunslinger mentality, but man, he's going to make some some really impressive plays. And I think in a game when it's live action and all that kind of stuff, I think he gives you a chance to do some special things. And that's why I think the scrimmage this weekend is going to be kind of interesting because you know you kind of see the live ball stuff, and we haven't seen and we haven't really seen much tackling all that kind of stuff. I right. think when it gets to live game action, I think it's going to be interesting to kind of see you know how the guys react. Okay. I'll play devil's advocate. What if this weekend Altmaier outplays him like he did all during the spring in scrimmage one? Then, <laughs> then uh, you know, I might owe you a bottle of bourbon or a, a <laughs> but, 
you know, it's it's it really is one of those things where I, I think when when we all saw Dart, you know, commit and, and all his accolades, and you know, he, was a, he was one of the top transfer you know guys in, in the portal. I think it was like you know from maybe our uninformed perspective, it was a foregone conclusion that he was going to easily be QB one, and it just hasn't been that way. And I don't think it's necessarily the same thing. And uh, he, you know, he kind of had it. It's, it's got to be pretty wild as a guy who just turned 19 to be at his second college and learning a whole new, you know, scheme and all that sort of stuff. So I, I didn't take a ton out of spring in terms of, uh, you know, the, you know, the growth bowl and all that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, I Luke Altmaier, you know, it's not like he was a, a scrub coming out of high school. He's not a at all. Star kid. He, he, he could have gone to a lot of places. You know, I know that that really tough situation, you know, he, there's back, but he also made one. So, I mean, you know, maybe we didn't require enough credit for being a pretty talented kid in his own right. And, uh, you know, it would not surprise me at all if he performs really, really well and, you know, does ultimately get the nod. I, you know, just talking to guys, it, it really does sound like, you know, obviously they're going to play things close to the vest and they're going to say all the right things, but, they feel pretty good about both guys because both guys are really talented yeah. in, in different ways. And it doesn't matter really who they play the first four games because they should smash all four of those teams. So that that's what a uh, what a great pull for Kiffin and, and the program as far as that, uh, that schedule because for SEC standards, that's a cakewalk. All right, let me ask you this. Who, who's the new edge rusher? Who's the new guy? I've got about a minute. Who can replace Sam Williams and... and and disrupt the pocket on defense? Uh, I think Cedric Johnson's going to have a big year. Uh, he was, uh, I think he had like six, six and a half last year. He he looks bigger. He looks stronger. He's uh, he's one of the leaders. I think, is he going to put up, you know, 12 and a half sacks or whatever? I don't know, but... Uh, I, I I think he's gonna I think he's gonna have a, a really nice year. I think he's he's primed for a breakout. And thirty seconds is Trig by far and away the most electric skill player. He looks like a superhero, man. Every time you see him out there, he just looks like he's playing a different sport. He's just so big and strong. Uh, I, I think he's got a chance to be really special. We'll leave it there, Michael Katz, djournal.com. Ole Miss Insider on the Yingling Lager guest line. Thanks, Katz. Appreciate it. All right. Talk to you later. See you, buddy. We'll see if he owes me a bottle of bourbon. Uh, QB1, it's still close. Katz is going with Jackson Dart. It sounds like he's the bigger playmaker at the end of the day with the bigger arm. But uh, accuracy is very, very, very important. So we'll see. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Cypress Depot in Ridgeland. Visit cypressdepot.com, the leading supplier of hardwoods and cypress in the southeast. Cypress Depot. Com. We'll spin the prize wheel next. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. In the house, you can watch it right now on Facebook. Search the Out of Bounds Show. Uh, managing partner, USA Palm. And uh, obviously, they have six locations, but they're mega, mega, mega store, I-55 South McDowell Road. And we got three different things to hit. So, Nick, welcome in. I want to start with the, uh, with the Rolex market and what has happened the last three years with the Rolex market. Well, um, you know, just like all products during COVID, it was hard to find things, hard to find things to sell. Uh, the, uh, you know, Corona, of course, was affecting the job market, just like any other business, Rolex was affected. So they weren't producing uh, as many watches as they were. And so all of a sudden, the demand in the used market went absolutely insane. So like the, the watch that I wear um, almost every day, the, the Rolex uh, they call it the Hulk. It's a green Submariner. Um, it's it's kind of eye-catchy, you know. I, yeah, it is. I, I bought it and didn't think anything about it. I just said, oh, that's cool. You know, I could have bought the black one like that everybody wears. The black, that's the most common Submariner. Okay. Um, but I bought it, and, and at first it kind of got a little resistance from the Rolex people, you know, the Rolex buyers. They, they didn't really like it, and all of a sudden it took off, and then it became hard to get. And now you can't find one new you you just it's just gonna be really really rare but the market it exploded and we sold out of everything every rolex that we had in stock um i wanted to buy some from other uh you know wholesalers but their prices were so crazy i was like there's no way i'm gonna make money on this stuff but i was wrong i was absolutely wrong so we were we we could buy something that was normally selling new like uh for 10,000 and it would sell for 18 used five, six years old used. And so, uh, the demand is still hot. Uh, there's only really one, uh, authorized dealer here in, in Jackson and that's Lee Michaels in Ridgeland at the Renaissance. And so, you know, they called me last week and I stopped in there to look at a, a Rolex they had. Um, it was a, a day date, which is a smaller kind of like, kind of like this one here. I got you like this one. It's yeah. a little bit smaller. Um, but it was all—it was all 18 karat white gold uh, with gorgeous diamonds, and it was fifty-three thousand. Fifty-three thousand. Yep, for a for a watch. Wow. They go they go much much higher. But okay. it was you know it's it was too small for me. I tried it on. It was beautiful. Right. But it was it was you know dainty and and to be to be honest, the women have started wearing the larger size Rolex. Oh, that's cool. Like like this this is a. Um, that's beautiful. This, this is a date just. It's a rose gold two tone. Wow! And that I is bought a that. Good looking watch. I bought that from somebody in Texas. That the wife was actually wearing it. And I said, "Gosh, that that watch is gorgeous." 
And she said, well, it's my husband's. And I said, well, he'd be interested in selling it. So they, I ended up buying it from him. But the, the women have started wearing the, the, the larger, bigger watches. The bigger watches. Okay. Not, they don't really wear the little dainty ones anymore. Gotcha. How much could you get for the one that's on your wrist right now? Uh, that you mentioned earlier. One last the week. The Submariner. Did I say that right? One last week, yeah, with box and papers sold for 19000 Okay. And but I wouldn't sell mine for nineteen thousand. I wouldn't sell it at twenty five thousand because you don't have to. No, and and I and I'm I'm going to have to go out and find another one. Right. Just like anything else, they always say, "Well, everything's for sale." Everything is not for sale. When I visited Pawn Stars, they had a Super Bowl ring in there. Um, it was a Patriot Super Bowl ring. So I was joking around. I was like, "Hey, how much is this this Super Bowl ring?" And they said it's not for sale. I said, "Oh, come on, man! This is a pawn shop. Everything's for sale, right?" Right. No. He said, uh, okay, quarter million. And I he said, just, I said, well, that's too high because I tried to tell you. It's not for sale. Rick said, I want to have something that Dan Marino doesn't have. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, all right. Nick Fulton, uh, managing partner, USA Pawn, USAPawn.com, joining us on the Out of Bounds show. Let's switch gears to your Alabama National Championship 2020 national championship ring set right so you know we we buy a lot of sports memorabilia um most of the time it needs to be certified of course uh jsa psa uh you know a lot of times you know you bring something in and you just can't it's it's really worth just the football you know the right. the autograph of eli or or brett yeah. or jerry yeah is is just so common that it's it's just not worth the money but you know i was i was sitting upstairs in the office i was at the mega store and fully <laughs> comes running upstairs he's out of breath and he's like man i've got this i got these and he shows me some pictures of these rings and i said well you know what's he want and he, he threw out this crazy number i said well dad gum i said so I got on, you know, started trying to Google and find another set somewhere, and I couldn't find anything, anything on it. And I said, well, I said, he wants to sell it, right? He said, yeah, he wants to sell them. So I called an expert in this field in Nashville, Tennessee. And when I told him the prices, I started describing it. You know, these, these rings, um, you're not allowed to have, by, according to the NCAA, something that's worth over 500 and 500 something dollars. So the rings aren't gold. They're they're made of some other kind of out of uh, metal, and he said and he said um, I know that. He, he said you're good with that price, and I said okay. I mean this is strong. This is like got to go to the bank, cash a couple of checks to get have enough to give this guy the money. So he went downstairs and told the guys like we're good. We'll we'll we accept. And and he said well let me let me think about it. Ah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> sure enough, comes back two days later and uh, says, okay, I'm ready to sell. So I guess he, we called his bluff and he thought about it and thought about that money. Um, he was a linebacker. He didn't play uh, in 2020, which is, is pretty common for most of the people that sell their rings. They, they usually, you know, didn't play right. or, or whatever. And, you know, the, our, our sports expert told us, you know, that's just typical, but he, he had transferred, to Mississippi College, so he's not an athlete at Alabama anymore. He'd rather have the money than the than the product. Sure, but we did find now. Are those for sale today? They are for how, sale. How much? Twenty five thousand. Okay, for the set. 
for the set. Now, for our listeners, it's three rings. It's the SEC championship ring, college football playoff ring, and the national championship ring. Do I have that right, Nick? Yeah. They're, okay. they're massive, too. They are on. They're beautiful. They're, they're really good looking. This is, um, we, we did find another set is for sale in, at Pawn Stars in Las Vegas. Okay. And there was a story that dropped after I put this stuff on, uh, on Twitter. And it dropped um, from Tide.com, Tide something that was a, a Bama, you know, website. And uh, they have theirs priced for sale. It's on their website. I don't know what their website is, but it's their set $60,000. Good morning. Yeah. So, <laughs> to me, 25000 sounds like a pretty good deal. You know, and, and I've been, people have been calling me up, you know, and, hey, man, do you want to sell the ring set? And I was like, ah, we're, we're, we're thinking about it. Right, but you know, at USA Pawn, we're not an antique shop. We're we're not in the collecting business. We're in the selling business. Right. And if I sell that one, there'll be something else that comes in the door soon. Sure, um, that'll be cool and interesting. But this would look fantastic on somebody's coffee table. Yeah, uh, it's you know, beautiful set. Yeah, nice, nice something to add to their collection. And so, obviously, since I've only seen two now, it's available. Kind of rare. Okay, twenty five thousand. Nick Fulton, USA Pawn. Their mega store is I-55 South McDowell Road. I've only got about a minute. We'll bring you back in a couple of weeks. We're going to do a TV, smart TV giveaway through USA Pawn's mega store. Do you want to give us some, one minute on our 30 seconds on your uh, your pawn tour? Yeah, so we're doing a pawn shop road trip tour, um, visiting as many pawn shops in the state as I can. I'm the president of the association. I want to see how everybody's doing. Y'all, it ain't looking good out there. The economy's in bad shape. It always starts at the bottom. And Palm Brokers, just like anybody else, they're feeling it. We got we got them closing down too. You got them. So you've been to North Mississippi, Central Mississippi, and South Mississippi. Yes. Yeah. How many I, did you go I, to? I have visited uh, sixty stores so far. Sixty. And I haven't stores. hit Jackson yet. I haven't even hit the Jackson stores or ones close by. Okay. All right, Nick Fulton, USA Palm, USAPalm.com, and their mega store, I fifty five South McDowell Road. They have six locations. And we're about to throw up the picture of the Alabama uh, Crimson Tide National Championship ring set. Nick, we'll talk soon. Good Sounds to see good. you. Nick Fulton on the Out of Bounds Show with USA Palm. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Listen up. This is the SEC Insider Hit, powered by Miss Kelly Furniture, Mississippi's number one, number one sleep store. And we're about to have John Talty, uh, author of the new book on uh, Nick Saban 
and it is really, really good. So we're looking forward to having John Talty, Senior Sports Editor of AL.com. He'll join us in a couple of minutes. Looking forward to that. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Your SEC Insider hit this morning is brought to you by the Purple Mattress from Muskelly Sleep Store. Uh, the one and only Purple Grid, groundbreaking, no-pressure gel technology. It is the star of every Purple Mattress at Muskelly Sleep Store's uh, seven locations. You will love it. It stays perfectly cool and adapts to your pressure points. Powered by the Purple Mattress at Muskelly Sleep Store. Also, the Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Highball Eats. That's a new restaurant in Fondren and bar. It's right by the Capri Movie Theater. And Highball Eats is right there where Highball Lanes is, where you can bowl, and that's a real groovy and cool spot. But it's food first, and Highball Eats, uh, they took the best of the best um, from Robert St. John's restaurants in Hattiesburg, and boom, they created a menu, and they're open for lunch and dinner. Try it out today or this weekend or whenever. Uh, You can eat great food, bowl, go to the movie, whatever. But Highball Eats and Fondren, um, their gumbo is amazing. Their po'boys are amazing. Fresh seafood. They have amazing appetizers all at Highball Eats in Fondren, open for lunch and dinner. Robert St. John, restaurateur, um, proud Mississippian entrepreneur out of Hattiesburg. He's been very, very successful. Created uh, his greatest hits menu, and it is you won't find that kind of food at bowling alleys. But uh, Highball Eats is you know separate from the deal. Great place whether you sit at the bar or out in the tables or booths. Highball Eats in Fondren. Try the gumbo, the po' boys, and uh, oh man, so much good fresh local food at Highball Eats in Fondren. Plenty of parking, by the way behind the Capri Movie Theater and Highball Eats, right? Cool. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Here we go with John Talty, the SEC Insider Hit This Morning, is brought to you by the Purple Mattress from Muskelly Sleep Store, the one and only Purple Grid. Groundbreaking, no-pressure gel technology is the star of every Purple Mattress at Muskelly Sleep Store and any of their seven locations we are the out of bounds show i'm your host bo bounds this is 105.9 the zone espn and our guests join us on the yingling lager guest line we can add to uh john talty's resume uh senior sports editor al.com author of the new book the leadership secrets of nick saban how alabama's coach became the greatest ever. John Talty, good morning. How are you, buddy? Great, man. Appreciate you having me on again. Well, oh, I love having you on. Congratulations um, with the book. It's one of those where you pick it up and you just run through pages. So how long have you been over there covering Alabama and Saban? It's crazy to think about this because I feel like you were one of the first people I met when I was in Mississippi, but I've been here eight-plus years now. Good grief. You've almost been there a decade. Um, so when when did you decide to write? Here's what you did with this book. You didn't write what 
everybody else has written. Uh, and you talk to some really, really key people um, in and around Saban's world, which that that's what can hook me to sit down and read 20 or 25 pages at a time. Um, when did you decide to write the book and how how much of a challenge was it to come from an angle uh, that that others have not come from? Yeah, it's a it's an idea that I've had for a while now. And so just to give a little background to myself, you know, like my, my first job actually out of college was as a business reporter. And so I've always had kind of this interest in business, but sports was my number one passion, just happened to be my first job was as a business reporter. So I've always kind of had that as a background for me. And so I've had this idea for a while now of there's a way of doing a book around Nick Saban and the style and strategies he has that I think would appeal to people beyond just football fans. And I've heard from these, you know, whenever I talk to a CEO or something like that for my job and I tell them where I'm, where I'm at, it's like, oh, like, like what's Saban feel? Like, how does he do it? And so I realized that there was this fascination from people outside of just, you know, college football fans about like, how does he do it? You know, how does he, how has he built this monster? And so that's kind of what I wanted to do. But, you know, there are numerous times while writing this book that I thought to myself, you know, it would have been a lot easier to just write this as a biography, you know, because and I love biographies and I'm not saying that they're easy to write. They're not, but a biography is chronological, right? You know, you go to the beginning of when he's born in West Virginia and you work through his whole life. You talk to a lot of people and that's how you write a biography. Whereas when you read this book, as, as I know you've been working on, like each chapter can almost be its own thing, its own standalone True. chapter. And so I had to, you know, I wanted to come up with these big concepts, and it felt like basically putting a puzzle together. You know, I'm trying to find these different pieces that fit in these different chapters that can almost be these standalone things that you don't have to, you know, necessarily read them in order to get enjoyment out of the book. And so it was tricky at times to try to find that balance because my number one goal with this book is for college football fans, Alabama fans, sports fans, when you read this book, there will be a lot in there that you would like that you know, you've never read before that you're going to find really interesting about how Saban does it, but also to not get so entirely in the weeds that someone who maybe just is curious about Saban from a business standpoint, is just going to get blown away and not be able to get into the book. And so I tried to write it in a way that's very easily accessible to all kinds of people and that hopefully there's something for everybody in this book. Who I know you talked to so many people you know, in and around his life and empire. John Talty joining us on the Out of Bounds show, author of the new book, The Leadership Secrets of Nick Saban. But give me one that was just a wow factor for you. Like, you, I talked to who, and either once I got off the Zoom call or a face-to-face or the phone call, I was like, holy blank, that was powerful. Yeah, you know, there are few that were really great you know one of my favorite guys who i talked to um is this guy pete jenkins who is kind of a legendary uh defensive line coach and he still basically when saban calls him and you know our friend uh ross dellinger wrote a story about him a couple years ago when saban calls this guy just shows up you know and he has so much love and admiration for him and so he worked with him back in the lsu days and still works with him uh, in the Alabama days, and just his perspective on Saban w- was fantastic and really blew me away. But one of the other things that I learned while writing this book, Bo, was that 
sometimes the absolute best people who had the best stories are people you've never heard of before. And that was one of the things that I, I wanted to find those guys who have never told their stories before. And so, you know, I talked to some big names, you know, I talked to Greg McElroy and Mark Rick, and they all had great perspectives, no doubt. But some of my favorite people to talk to were like the guy who was a GA at Alabama and who just followed Saban around for a year because he's one of those guys who's never told his stories before and they were all fresh and I'd never heard any of what he was telling me before. And I was like, man, this guy's got like stories for days, you know? I want to talk to this guy all day. And so some of those were really fun when you're listening to this guy. And I feel like I know Saban pretty well. I know what's been written about him and not written about him. And when you talk to somebody who tells you a story that you know has never been out there before, you get a little fired up, like, oh, man, this is going to be great to put in the book. We're visiting with John Talty, uh, senior sports editor, AL.com. Just uh, came out with the book, The Leadership Secrets of Nick Saban. It's really well done and uh, takes you everywhere. And John talked to a lot of people. And like he said, I agree with you. It's some of the people, like Bill Sheridan. I mean, you know, that was interesting to me, Um Bill Sheridan, obviously, the tie to Michigan State. And and what he said about Saban and recruiting, uh, and I love this quote, I always said there's only one thing that Nick disliked more than recruiting, and that was playing with crappy players. I substituted a, a word there. Um, and then he went on to, you know, expand on it. So, uh, as you, how much did, how much did you talk to the people at Alabama before, I guess, jumping head first into this, John? You know, I gave them a heads up about it, and, you know, I was, I was going to do it pretty much either way. And, you know, I kind of gave them a heads up of what the idea was and what my strategy was going to be, and, you know, that kind of make sure that they knew what I was doing. But, you know, I, I didn't – I mean – to be perfectly blunt, they didn't give me anything. Um, you know, they didn't help connect me with anybody and, or anything like that. I mean, everything that I have in that book is 100% from me going out and getting those people to talk to me. And so, you know, and that's, that's kind of my style anyway. You know, I don't really want to rely on anybody. I think the only people you can really rely on are yourself. And so, you know, I, I wanted to just go about uh, and find the people that I wanted to talk to. And I think one of the things that, you know, this is not to knock on anybody who's ever written anything about Nick Saban uh, in the past, but it felt like there's just a couple people that everybody always goes to to talk for these Nick Saban stories and TV pieces. It's the same former players. It's the same former coaches. And like, I didn't want to talk to those guys. Like, there are a couple of them that are maybe quoted here and there in the book. But, like, again, I wanted to find the guys that nobody calls and that they don't tell all their Nick Saban stories. I wanted, I wanted you to feel like you got something different with my book in any book you've ever read about Nick Saban before. And, you know, I, not to be cocky, but I feel like I accomplished that. I think this is a different book about Nick Saban that's ever been written before. No, I I agree. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure um, when you reached out to me, and I thought, okay, am I going to open this? And will it get me going? And will I get into the book? And it did. You know, because it, it's all about those first few pages. You know, if you get rolling in the first 10 and it's interesting and there's some stuff, I was like, no, this is not anything that I know. I mean, I'm I'm going through this book and, and John's talking about people that uh, when, when Nick took his first head coaching job at Toledo, things like that, that Gary Pinkle was his uh, one of his teammates. I mean, all these things are, are cool to me. Something else that jumped out at me was uh, 
use staff turnover to improve. And obviously, Lane Kiffin is referenced in there. And Lane now here in the state of Mississippi. And Lane is, man, he's grown up. Um, he's turned into a, a hell of a head coach. Uh, unbelievable play caller. And you talk about how when he brings people in, you, you've you got to fit into the system. Um, but but Saban was willing to adjust a little bit with Lane because he knew he had to m- modernize his offense. Expand on that a little bit, John. Yeah, and that's you know that's one of my favorite chapters in the book, and it's something that you know numerous people, you know, even people that I didn't quote in the book, talked to me about. It's like these are probably about as polar opposite of people as possible. You know, just the way that David <laughs> likes to do things and the way that Lane likes to do things, they are very different. And the fact that these guys were able to coexist in any manner for three years is pretty incredible. The way that you know these two guys, and so I think what it says is a couple of things. One, I think it shows. You know, Saban always puts the organization as the number one priority. You know, and there's stories throughout the book of Saban basically almost like, you know, personally putting himself through things that are challenging just because it benefits the organization. And I think Kiffin's an example of that. Like, he's not the easiest guy he's ever worked with. Uh, I think Kiffin would tell you the same about working for Saban, but that he realized this guy is really good at what he does. And we are at a crossroads moment where the game is changing and I either need to change with it or I'm going to fall behind. And I think this guy, even of all the flaws he has, even though he's been fired numerous times at other places, he has something that's going to really help our organization. And I think you've seen Saban do that time and time again, where he will bring in people who he thinks will benefit the organization, even if that person is maybe not his favorite person to be around. And I think he also likes people that will challenge him to some extent. He wants you to work within his system, but I think he wants the best idea to win out. You know, I can tell you, I think it's in the book a little bit, like he and Bill O'Brien have clashed heads. Those are two (laughs) big alpha guys. Like they have battled it out. Like I know that for a fact, but I think Saban kind of likes that. He respects it. He's like, all right, I want you to like, you know, if you're going to voice your opinion, like you better come strong with it because if you can't, if you can't come at me, how are you going to be able to call something under a like, really intense situation in the middle of a game. You know, like I, I need to see what your abilities are. And so Saban, I think, is really good about doing that. And it's, in some ways, it's unique. You see leaders in lots of other industries, they like to surround themselves by yes men, by people that just do what they want. And, and Saban is really about, I want the best talent possible, both as players, but also as coaches, if we're going to be the best as an organization. He is John Talty on the Yingling Lager guest line. His new book is out, The Leadership Secrets of Nick Saban, and it's really, really good. And he takes the uh, the angles and the path that haven't been taken before. So Kirby Smart, you, you know, we, we talk about Kiffin, and, and I do believe that Lane Train has taken a lot from Saban. He's never going to run his organization like that, but there's no doubt he, he has taken some of what Saban does and dropped it in and incorporated it into Ole Miss. In fact, I think that's why he's better at hiring from being around Saban. But Kirby, for Kirby to last as long as he did, because it's a to me it's a burnout deal under Saban for the most part. Uh, John, you get in, you learn a lot, you head out. But for Kirby to make that run as long as he did at defensive coordinator, how impressed are you with that? 
Yeah, I mean, it's pretty unbelievable um, because, like you said, I mean, it, it is challenging. And you know, obviously, I just wrote a book about this guy and how, you know, how he's good in a lot of different areas. But I think one of the challenging things, and I, I've thought about this in my own life as I've written this book, like to actually live your life that way every single day is really challenging. And I talked to some people, you know, who work there and they'll tell you, like, you know, it'll be the middle of May and he's going to be barking about how if we don't step up our game, we're going to lose to Mercer, you know, and like that, you know, that's tough. That's tough to live your life that way every day, right? And so for Kirby to have been there, and you have to remember, Kirby was with him at LSU for a little bit, in Miami, and then at Alabama for a long time. I mean, he is the true, in my opinion, the true saving protege, the true saving disciple. And I think, you know, listen, you, I've talked to people around Kirby and things like that. Kirby didn't love it all the time, right? But I think what's interesting about Kirby and Saban, and of all the guys who have come through the Saban coaching tree, I think Kirby is the most similarly wired to Saban out of anybody. Yes. He is incredibly competitive. He is, I mean, I would say ruthlessly competitive. And he's also a defensive-minded coach. So he could learn at the altar of Saban for a very long time. And I think you can just see the way that he runs Georgia from the emphasis on recruiting to the way they play football. I mean, the team that just won the national championship – like an old school Alabama statement team to me, you know, like just incredible defensive talent. They're going to run the ball down your throat, you know, kind of a game manager, a quarterback, you know, that, that felt like an old school Alabama team to me. And so Kirby has really taken the blueprint and I think carried it out the closest out of any of the different uh, Saban former coaches. And obviously it's been incredibly successful for him. He just won a national championship and he's come very close multiple times before that. And so he's, He's got a thing built there that could last for a long time if he stays at Georgia. Uh, check out John Talty's new book, The Leadership Secrets of Nick Saban. He joins us on the Out of Bounds show. Uh, what, after you've been around him for almost a decade, this took a while to put together. Good grief. When, when, the, when the Saban comments and Jimbo Fisher reacting the next morning as someone who's as close to being an insider as you can be what was what were your what was your initial reaction to that john yeah i think there's a couple of things i think one you know i had heard that saban had been grumbling about texas a&m nil stuff for for a while now and so i was not surprised that he was upset about it i think there was the surprise was that he was willing to voice that publicly. And, you know, having covered him for a long time, I write about some of the stuff in the book. He really doesn't do anything unintentionally. Everything has a meaning. Every time he goes through a speech, whether it's, you know, to a major group of business leaders or if he's talking to Boy Scouts, like he has his notes planned out ahead of time of what he wants to say. And so, you know, I know going into that, you know, that World Games press conference event type thing they had, like, you know, he, he obviously knew he was going to go down that path. And so maybe he didn't think it was going to blow up the way that it did. I think he certainly didn't expect Jimbo to react the way that he did. But I think it was important for him to send a message to that room. And I think it goes back to, you know, you can look at a lot of things he's evolved with over the years. But I think it's obvious he doesn't love the way NIL has gone. But I took it as him saying in that room, listen, we either need to start playing this way or we're going to fall behind. And this is just the reality of the situation. And, you know, obviously it became a, a major national story and blew up in a way that, you know, is pretty incredible. So I don't, I don't think he anticipated that, but I don't think 
I don't think it was a slip of tongue, I'll put it this way, for him to say that in that room, knowing some of the people that were there. Uh, let's wrap it up with this. Uh, you mentioned the impact that he's had on so many coaches and player and people, uh, just in the building, administrators and so on. And you mentioned earlier the tie-in to, to uh, business and leadership, not just sports. Do you think the guy that had the most impact, the coach that had the most impact on him was Don James, John? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's kind of where it all begins. And, you know, I think that there's, there basically there are four coaches that I mentioned in the book who I think have had the most impact. And it's his dad, you know, it's a Pop Warner coach, Don James, uh, George Perlis, who was at Michigan State, and Bill Belichick. But I, I think if you look at it just from a, you know, a what-if type moment, right, if Don James doesn't give him a job right out of college, Nick Saban's not a college football coach. And that's in part because his wife had to spend one more year in college. And so he's like, well, I guess I'll hang around here. What can I do? And he gets a job as a GA and the rest is history. And so I think so much of his organizational detailed approach comes from Don James. I think it made him realize you know, what college football can look like. And I think that he has built a lot of his strategies around that. But I, of course, you know, I think Belichick and Perlis were, you know, big influences uh, on him as well. He, he's been very good at taking different pieces of different people's approach and kind of spinning it in a way that makes sense for him. Well, uh, I want to do this again, but great job. I'm super impressed because again, I was kind of hesitant and now I'm in it and it's, it's just, it's entertaining it moved, it's got a great pace, and it's not the same old, same old. So uh, I can't imagine the hours and time, research, and everything else that you, uh, you have in it, but you did a hell of a job, and congratulations to you. Paul, thank you so much. It's uh, incredibly kind of you to say. It's been, a, it's been a long journey to get to this moment, and so I'm just super excited to hear people I respect like you say that. And I'm so excited for people, you know, finally you can go to a bookstore literally right now and go out and buy the book. And that's, you know, that's the moment that I've been waiting for for so long as I went through this process. And that was John Talty on the Yingling Lager guest line uh, talking about his new book on Nick Saban. That can take you to uh, to Labor Day. Week, well, maybe if if it lines up the right way. Uh, the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. We'll have Michael Katz at 815 Old Miss Insider, uh, djournal.com, Katz. Talk QB1 and some other things happening out of Oxford. 830, we'll spin the prize wheel. You want to be a winner, and I know you are. Um, you'll want to go to Facebook, search the Out of Bounds Show, or YouTube, search Out of Bounds Sports. We'll be spinning the prize wheel at 830. So join us on the webcast. Go to Facebook, search the Out of Bounds Show. I'm excited. Uh, we need to add those two hats from Maroon and Company, Blake. They're really cool. The Miller Lite and Fireball hats from Maroon and Company uh, in Starkville, right behind Chick-fil-A. Out of Bounds, brought to you by the Purple Mattress from Miskelly Sleep Store in any of their seven locations. Cats at 815. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.